Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And today we will discuss two films, one in which we saw together in the cinema and the one we didn't. Um, <laughs> Manchester by the Sea and Jackie. But we're going to start with Jackie because I have a very funny story about it. But I want to know what you think of it. You shouldn't really say, I have a very funny story. Yeah, because then it ruins it. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that's gas. Yeah, good girl, Marina. Needs a new co-host, Mick. <laughs> yeah, see, there's a funny story. <laughs> um, I loved it. I mean, well, not loved it. I really admired it and enjoyed it. I went to it expecting what I got, to be honest. I think it's a film where... You know everything about it. It's not going to reveal anything new. You're right. just watching how it's done and the study of it. And the act. it's a masterclass on acting. So it's a film to admire, but I was never bored in it and was enjoyed the way it was done. It was, I said, that's very well done. That's structured the way it's structured and certain things. They don't overplay this. That's done well. So it was all entertaining experience in itself. I get from your expression, you don't share those views. Not really. I mean, I liked it, but at the same time, I didn't. I was bored quite quickly. Okay. Um, very slow, I found. And I think Nat- Natalie Portman was amazing, as always, and beautiful. Yeah. I mean, um, I've been a fan of hers since it was wholly inappropriate. Way back in Leon. Oh, right. Yeah. I've always liked Natalie um, Portman. Yeah. Now, a lot of that was, that was because she was dressed, uh, her hair was Louise Brooks. She was deliberately... Oh, you and your obsession well, with Louise Brooks. Yeah, that poor woman. Point. <laughs> um, She's been dead for thirty years, but go on. Right. That poor woman. So I'm saying she's not bothered by this. That's what you think. Okay, carry on. Natalie Portman is beautiful. We're agreed on that. Yes, and she is a great acri- actress. Acrobat. Acrobat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How I know that, I can't tell. Um. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on that. <laughs> I shouldn't tell. Uh, no, she's a great actress. And I liked it, but I just thought it was a bit cliche, that kind of way that they told the story. Um, I you have mean the flashbacks? Yeah, I have way. a feeling I've seen that before in that type of movie, that kind of political movie. Not, It's not really political. I don't know how to explain it. It's just that no, talks movie, about these historical things. Historical, yeah, factual. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a feeling I've seen that before somewhere and it's not really new to me so that's why I kind of was a bit bored okay. um, I mean the story we all know the story it was just interesting to see what she did behind yeah. all that and how she reacted I love the way she reacted to the assassination like afterwards is this the scene where she's crying in her room or something yeah and even off? after that like her or overall reaction yeah and mm-hmm. the way they all said you know you can leave through the back door so that the president doesn't see you or whatever and she's like no I want to leave with him yeah through the front door and she was all bloody and everything and you know the blood was still on her face and I hated the way the Johnsons um, were so happy to take the presidency so quickly yeah and I, I don't know if that was the real thing well, it how was- it happened but well, I, it was to some extent because I do remember seeing a photograph of John Smith's warning on the plane and Jackie is standing there beside him looking distraught and she's wearing the same outfit she was wearing in the car, which obviously they do in the film, and you see the blood stains on it. So, I mean, it's a classic image yeah. of her just having 
Like he isn't even buried yet. Yeah. I don't even know but it wasn't yet. even. It wasn't even. He died of natural causes. He was fucking shot next to her. Yeah. She just saw her husband being shot, and she grabbed the pieces of his brain and his yeah. head and tried to piece it together. Like it was a fucked up moment. Yeah. And this kind of it seems so unreal. Well, like, it's because I used to, uh, well again because I knew of that that he Johnson insisted on this that he be sworn in straight away. Now a lot of it I remember thinking yeah that's pretty heartless after all that's gone through it's pretty callous to just jump in and think but he wasn't doing it because to make sure he got it he was getting it anyway. I think because what struck me about it was when you see any presidential swearing in and we saw Trump's the same day or just mm. last week, it's a ceremony. And it was as if he was deliberately avoiding having a ceremony. Just do it quickly in the play and get it over with because it's too tragic to, it's not something to celebrate. Whereas yeah. any other inauguration is a celebration, no matter who it is. It's mm. a celebration of some kind. If it's a vice president taking over or whatever after someone has resigned or is impeached, but not after an assassination. So it's such a tragic moment. He says, get that out of the way and then we can concentrate on the funeral. Right. It's one viewpoint yeah. I would have yeah. on it. I certainly agree with you. There is a lot of that of... Um, the Johnsons taking over like there's one scene where Jackie is leaving the White House and she just sees Mrs. Johnson changing co- the curtains, going through designs yeah. and so on and that could, but that's that to me rang false a bit because it probably didn't happen these are things they throw in I don't know I don't know because mm. having to succeed Jackie Kennedy after yeah. all the whole thing of fashion and what she did in like the renovations in the White House, yeah. maybe your one just felt the pressure of having to do that as well. Oh, of course. And, well, you know, I don't know. I, I could believe it did happen. I don't know yeah. if it did or not, but it is like I wouldn't, you know, put it past them. Well, yes. You know and I mean, mean, the film does emphasize the fact that they're very much the old guard. They're very middle aged, middle class yeah. sort of conservative looking, boring. And the whole fact that Jackie and Jack were the new wave that swept away all that and now they're gone. Um, because basically when Kennedy came to prison, he replaced Eisenhower. So um, Eisenhower and his wife were very much the dowdy, middle-aged, balding. Um, I'm not describing myself too well here. Um, <laughs> successors. And then it's just basically, they were only in there for two years, ten months, as was highlighted in one of the plaques. Um, to make th- to such a dramatic change the fact that yeah. they brought television cameras in which is shown what did you think of those scenes the scene of Jackie on television t- touring the White House I thought it was very good uh, however do they still have footage of the original I thought it would have been well, I thought it would have been m- brilliant if they could put the original in would it look too documentary-ish though it would because apart from anything else it's not them yeah like, I, I, mean, it was, I was thinking they were going to do that because I was watching it and thinking, oh, are they actually going to just show the actual footage of Jackie touring the house and then go back to? And it's no, because they're, everyone's saying Natalie Portman looks just like Jackie Kennedy. I don't think she does at all. She no, looks like she, her with she, her hair. She looks much it. better. She's a better well, version she, of Jackie Kennedy yeah, in looks. Well, that's because she's a more modern She's a moment of now. Yeah. And I mean, she's older than Jackie Kennedy was at the time. Like Natalie Portman is 36. Well, would have been 35 when she made the film. Whereas... Jackie Kennedy was 33 when she went into the White House. Just barely 31 or 32, mm. I think she was. She was, she was a couple of years younger, but at that time, that's still older. Like, you're yeah. older, younger, if you like, at that age. But what struck me was when 
um, Natalie Portman is playing her and doing the tour and she's real this breathless voice or whatever and nervous and shy thing whatever but that's exactly the way she was in those right, clips because I, I didn't exactly see like yeah and really interesting they emphasize it a bit and I was just I, was, I haven't seen the footage in the days but I do remember seeing it when John F- JFK enters the room she immediately defers to him like she's just count- she's talking to the host I've forgotten his name but he's a well known guy and then John F. Kennedy arrives and she immediately just hands together and just looks to the floor sort of thing not even just but just she's removes yeah. herself from the dominatory so that he can talk because and it's Apparently, he's the president. You must obviously defer to him. But there's a certain extent of he's her husband, the man, that sort of thing. I thought that was done really well because it was done subtly, but emphasised in the film. And to me, it emphasised something that I hadn't spotted when I saw the footage, if you know what I mean. But I suddenly remembered, of course, they did that at the time. So there was a lot of that. I thought it was a very good reenactment in that it didn't overdo anything. Everything. Yeah, and her voice was really like that. Oh, yeah. They're very annoying. And oh my God. Clipped accents yeah. and so on. But it was in it. That's what made it interesting for me because she was, because she didn't look like Jackie Kennedy mm. to me to a certain extent. It was, I was so aware all the time, this is Natalie Portman because I just know her so well from so many films. But at the same time, that made it better because then you weren't constantly comparing her or thinking. Of yeah. Jackie. You were just watching this character. This is just a character called Jackie that you were engaged with. And she brought you in and did that. I thought that was, I was interested in her and what she was going to say next yeah. and do next. Um, no, but I did think it was a good film. I did mm. get a bit bored. It was a bit slow at some points. Um, and it did annoy me the way some of the people in the White House reacted to her wanting to do the procession. And Yeah, well, you see, that's, and that's what has me curious did that happen or not? Is it, like I said, I'd what say happened? It did, well, it could, she I can had imagine. this wild. Well, she really fought for it yeah. in the film. And I wonder if that is the case. Because that's certainly what happened. I do remember the images of the lone horse going, the horse, unsaddled, riderless horse going down the rally and all the people walking behind and so on. And, but at the same time, everything that the security services and everyone was saying to her made sense because you've got yeah. leaders from all over the world walking in the open for that length of time. Yeah. It's a security nightmare. Of course it is, but it still happened. Yeah. So that would all make sense um, that they were arguing with her and that's and you're annoyed with them for that. But I could see both viewpoints. But that's where I thought she was very good. Portman was very good in oh, that. Oh, yes, definitely. That she was very much wounded vulnerable and so on but still strong determined and, and strong yeah, enough to yeah. fight her corner so sorry you're going to say something no I was just going to tell you the story of how we went to oh your joke story it, no don't remind your them that news, it's funny uh, so, so your little anecdote <laughs> yeah well this is how it went just to anyway, moving on to the next one just to smoothly go into the story do you uh, have a story about your experience in <laughs> <with St>. Jackie <laughs> yeah I took my parents and I invited them. I said to my mother, I said, do you want to go to the cinema and watch um, Jackie and whatever and get popcorn and all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, great. So and my dad was going to go with us and we we thought we'd go to Dundrum. But then we found out it was sold out. So we um, we got the tickets um, for IMC online and all that. And I said, well, the film's at 20 to 9. Do you guys want to eat before and go or get something at the cinema? Um, and there was a huge confusion of what there was they were going to do, so we ended up just going to the cinema. 
And we stopped at McDonald's and my mum got a huge McDonald's meal and took it into the cinema. <gasps> and not only that, you could hear her <gasps> with the stuff. And I, and I was very conscious of it. And I was just there with my popcorn, slowly giving her looks. <laughs> my dad opening his phone every few minutes to see if there was the emails because he was a very important businessman. And I was so annoyed. Like, These not, are your parents. I know. And I'm not taking them anymore. And not only that. My mum brought wine and glasses into the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> I mean... She brought her own wine. Yeah, <laughs> and her own glasses from home. Like, actual glasses. Were there many people in the cinema? Yes, it was packed. We was got there, there in late. There, were there many people there after you arrived when the big McDonald's stink coming out? Yes, exactly. Thing? And we were, we were in, um, not really the middle, but we had to, we were in the corner... Okay. So we had to go through everyone sitting down and then sit down and the film had already started. Well, the, the trailers were on. All right. So and you could just hear my mother every time there was a, a noise in, in, in one of the movies, she'd go and then stop when there was silence <laughs> and then slowly get her, her Big Mac or whatever she was eating and all oh, the noise. And then she hit um she dropped her water bottle and it was a mess. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Bottle. And I can't believe that this is actually how I said, I'm not, t- I'm not bringing them anymore to any films. Because okay. I think they're at home. Eating, like, why don't you just call a pizza man or whatever and get pizza into the cinema? And the wine, oh. I mean, they sell wine in the cinema anyway. But still, like, she brought it from home in her own little bag and two <laughs> glasses. Oh, God, thank God. She didn't actually drink it. Just stayed in the bag. I think she she kind of noticed and sensed that that couldn't be done in the cinema just because of the noise and the clinking and everything. And there was no place to actually put her glass. Parents, so there you go. <laughs> parents these days. Yeah, I God. know. I mean, I blame the children. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> This is something I would normally give out shit about. Uh, yeah. About your generation and you're telling me why you don't like to eat while you watch films don't like to eat fucking Big Macs or something like that yeah no I agree with that if you're not home well it's it's not even that it's the smell of it yeah if I'm sitting there and someone brings a big pile of chips or something like that in and that's the whole that's the reason why they sell popcorn no one smells it well you can smell popcorn but not to the same but it's a nice smell popcorn yeah it's appropriate to the cinema yeah because it's popcorn okay so (laughs) make sure now your parents don't listen to this um, oh, I one, don't care. One thing I will say of it, um, I think, as we said, it's a film about grief. Oh, we're back to talking about it. Well, I'm just going to round it off. Because <laughs> this is what I want to say before you had that lovely, emotional, beautiful story that you wanted to share with yeah. us about your family and why you're leaving them forever. It's a film which I think the makers of Collateral Beauty should be locked into a room and made watch. Because about grief, this is how you make a film about grief and coping with it. Yes. Well, it's grief. Well, I was going to neatly segue into the fact that they should also go and see Manchester by the Sea. But I should do that. Yeah, I was giving you the opportunity to and you didn't take it. No. So. Right. So we went to see Manchester by the Sea. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) In the the Savoy. Savoy. Which, just sorry to interrupt you there, Marina, but this is a very important point. As you always do. I know. But I'm, I always apologise as well. No, you don't. Oh, I'm apologising now, aren't I? Anyway, you didn't actually say the words, I'm sorry. I did. 
It's on record. I said, I'm oh, yeah, sorry for interrupting you. Sorry, ADD. Go on. Okay. Are you going to interrupt me again? No. Anyway, good. Don't apologise. Um, I won't. <laughs> last week, we were lamenting or worried about um, what the fate of Savoy won. Yes. Have you seen what's been in on social media since? No. Not a reaction to us, obviously. And they're talking <laughs> about splitting Savoy One into two screens. No, we need to make a petition. Well, I, that's why it was my thought. Entertainment Only just posted something about how saying that there are rumours they will do it. Now, that means they're, I would say IMC are putting out feelers to see the reaction because they have now issued a statement saying, no, we haven't decided anything yet, which means they're thinking about it because they've already done it with screen two. Yes, you told me. So they me, yeah. want to do the same thing with Screen One, and it makes sense from the point of view, from there from a financial point of view. In there's not enough; they have to fill it to make it viable or get a good crowd. And obviously, can't get that all the time. Such a huge cinema has to be heated, maintained, and so on. So I don't know what the future for it is, but I think it's and crying shame if they do. They could have done so much with that room. Like so many events and stuff, even though they do. But to yeah. maintain it, they could just put films, like even classic films, people would pay to see it. Well, maybe. But you see, they would have that would be one off, and that's a big deal. To work. Like the whole advantage of a normal cinema is you can just put the hard disc in and just let it play three times a day or whatever. Whereas a one off film, like the film festival, they don't make money on the film screenings, it's all sponsored. Because it costs mm. so much to set it all up and so on. But what I think is, um, one of our lecturers, Conor Murphy, mentioned it today. They should have concerts in there or something like that. Use the space yeah. for other things. And they did do that with the Ambassador, which was a cinema and then was a concert venue and then was a museum and now is an empty shell. So I don't know what the hope is. But if we just say, we hope they don't destroy. Yeah, one. because it's a great, great screen. So we're going to see everything there. But as you said, we went to Savoy. What was it six? Yeah, I yeah. didn't like that room. Okay, and why was it was that? smelly, <laughs> and the screen well, no was, was so big far away. Or like that in there, it was no, but they didn't clean the room either after screenings. Uh, and that's why you left your popcorn behind you. Yeah. Okay, just to test them out, force them to clean it. Uh, no. <sighs> what was I going to say? Yeah, the screen was very far away. I didn't like okay. the way the seats were either. It was a bit of a weird room for me. I don't know. I just thought it was a bit... It didn't make sense. Okay. Been like that for 30 years or more now. I like That's it. all right. I they like could be wrong for 30 years. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, just personally, I didn't I didn't really like the, the, the screen. And I fell asleep in the first yeah. 10 minutes of the film. I thought that was very funny because at one point I just turned around and I said, she's not looking at the screen because you seem to be looking to your side. And then I realized she's... <laughs> so I was going, <coughs> and then I said, Are you asleep? No. <laughs> you denied it. I didn't say no. Yes, you did. I said, Are you okay? Yes, yes, fine. <laughs> I, 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 I keep forgetting we're on record. Uh, Marina then frowned intently at the screen in front of her because it was so far away yes. to try and see. You needed glasses. Let me know that she was awake. No, I did. I fell attention. asleep in the first 10 minutes because it was sort of very slow. So, oh, yes. oh, come on now. And the, and the hospital, I was trying to make, I was fucking tired. I know you're tired. Now, that's an acceptable excuse to turn around and say it was very slow. This at two the films start, in a row at the start, it was. And the film throughout was a bit slow as well, but it was a nice film. And after the first bit, see, now this is the thing. I'm not saying that the first bit is irrelevant. Like you can miss the first bit and continue to watch the film because I understood the whole film anyway. 
Okay, but that's because you're so hyper intelligent. Yes. I can easily sleep through films and it doesn't matter. They might as well make a 10 second summary and that's enough for you, really. Because you don't. It was a very nice film in regards to grief. Yes. And how they dealt with grief. Yes. Um, in Collateral Beauty, people <laughs> should have sat and watched it. They'd sleep through the first 10 minutes as well, like I did with their film. You slept through that as well. Well, a little bit, yeah. Are you just like well doze off. No, just these films. Like, what's going on with people? <laughs> I think there's a common denominator here. <laughs> it's not the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Um, so, well, no, just tell me what you thought of it because I already said. Well, well I already said. I can't, I can't. Yes, I can't just keep going on about it. It's it's a nice film. Um, well, I think it's film of the year. So really, you think it beat La La Land? I don't. No, I mean, I think it was. I thought it was in it exceptionally good film yeah uh, exceptionally well acted um, I thought Casey Affleck was really good in it you did not like him no I do like him I just did don't like, like his brother <laughs> oh Jesus well I thought actually it would appeal to you given that it's a film about Casey Affleck burying his dead brother that, that very no, concept I, I might didn't be even, I didn't even think about that yeah that now connection. it makes the film much better yeah I should have said that before we went in just to put you in a happy mood for a film but about he actually on the on the one of his pictures in IMDb, he looks a lot like Ben Affleck. But in the film, I didn't think he did. Have you not seen him before in other films? I have, but okay. I just I've seen him in Triple Nine and oh, what was the other one he was in? He's been in quite a few. I know. The assassination of just James by the coward Robert Ford. No. That's where I first saw him. He's brilliant in that as well. It was another film I saw him recent, actually, recently. So I'm in a film, uh, oh. but anyway, he doesn't look that much. Well, in no, this I don't film, think he, he looks d- like him at all. Well, I mean, he does, but he looks like a very darker version of a darker mood-wise, sinister, sinister version, more handsome. Handsomer. That's what we say in this country is more handsome. Handsomer. Handsomer is offensive. You might offend someone if you say that, or hurt or insult. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take the bait there. Anyway. Um, regardless of Ben Affleck's and Casey Affleck's attractive qualities or handsomeness, um, I think the film itself is compelling, gripping. I w- did not find it slow or boring at any point. I didn't fall asleep. I was fascinated by where it was going to go and what was going to, and the way the revelations in it, because I didn't see a lot of them coming. Did you? No. I actually okay. we didn't. Can't say yeah, too no, much I about can't. Yeah. Um, I liked the way they used flashbacks in that one. Yeah, and I a lot of time was, you didn't realize there were flashbacks, yeah. which was great. But then obviously it made sense. Yeah. Um, the way I actually thought um, Casey Affleck's um, acting was um, fantastic. Yeah, like he is a great the actor. way he dealt with grief as well, mm. and subtly, it's not yeah. overblown or anything yeah. like that. It's quiet. Yeah. You can see inside because people destroyed. people deal with it differently. Yeah. So that was his way of dealing with it, and yet it was believable that he was dealing with with it that way. It wasn't in your face crying, no, shouting, "Oh my god!" or whatever. Which people don't. Most people don't react like that. They are. Quiet I do, but and, anyway, but, no, but not to the extent that you yes. see in these films. Yeah. And that's what I really like about this. Well, is where, well, it depends. Okay, I, but I, people. Mm. Well, what I see most of the time in in these films where it's any sort of tragic situation and particularly involving children is people suddenly get angry 
and you just turn on those around them and so on and have rages and say, no, that's not the way people are. They're just, it's internalised a lot more. People yeah. tend to be, they might get upset. They certainly get upset and will cry and bawl and wail, but they don't attack people the way they always seem to do in so many Oh, in films, yeah, the yeah. way they turn on someone yeah, else. For no, to, for, just to, as yeah. it's supposed to be venting their anger or whatever. Yeah, and that's not like collateral beauty, yes. yes. And the way, this is the right way of... Exactly. It's a perfect embodiment of grief perfect presentation of it because it is so subtle yeah and now you were I'm sure I'm right moved by the scene with him and Michelle Williams yes at the sea uh, because at the sea well by the sea where she's wheeling the the new and they talk, yeah yeah talk to each yeah. other and I mean almost immediately I didn't even it wasn't signposted to me or anything like that that this is going to be a crucial scene but just and they're just talking it's a simple enough conversation but the very fact that they're talking is moving yeah. and, and the way he start, reacts the way they react to each other it's all yeah. body language all physical, and I was a wreck I was welling yes. up completely and then I said so we, the two of us were both grabbing our eyes yeah. and, so everything and itching it and, and it's so subtle blowing, yeah. it's yeah. not heavily laid on or emotional and then at times when her voice breaks as she's talking to him or something emotional then she's saying sorry for this sorry for that and he said, and you don't even know a lot of time what they're talking yeah. about, but and you even, can guess. Yeah, and even the way sh- he just says, please don't, just stop, yeah. stop, I can't, I, I need to go. And the yeah. way he just doesn't want to deal with that there and he, and you can see that they can't ever be okay with what happened. Yeah. Like be, uh, what you call? Resolved, yeah. if you like. But even like be near each other for yeah. A long amount, and like that's, a, yeah. That's what's a huge tragedy, yeah. In it that comes across. There's it, there's so many layers of tragedy here, but it's not unreasonable. You just go, yes, that's the way it is, and they're accepting of it. Like yeah. things are just awful, and that's why it's the exact opposite of collateral beauty, where they turn around and say, let's look on the bright side. No, there isn't. Things are awful in certain circumstances. Yeah. You just accept that they are and move on. You park it. It's just done. That's it move on and get on with the rest of life and so a lot of it nothing is really resolved it's all accepted is a lot of the themes in this film and that's why I thought it was superb I just thought yeah, it was a yeah. really great film and fantastic contrast to La La Land they're both superb yeah films they're both great films different genres yeah. and emotions Yes, and so we actually didn't give any ratings or anything for Jackie Okay, well I would Will give we? Jackie three and a half yeah, I was going to give it like a 7 out of 10. Yes, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like um, seven. And Manchester by the Sea, I'd give it a 9.5 because the other 5 is for the start of the film that I didn't see. <laughs> the other 5, Zero point point five. five yeah. No, okay. it's well, then just... then you can't blame the film. No, it's just because I don't... It's not... To me, La La Land is still up there. Okay. The, even though they're two different films. It, this one is amazing. But I don't want to level it with La La Land because to me, La La Land is still very, very, like, it's up there. Okay, I do. So I'm going to give it five stars because I'd say it's La La Land, as I said, at the time was just full of enthusiasm. I still am. Um, but I felt the same with this one. I just started seeing another brilliant film yeah. straight after La La Land. As I said, completely different. It's, uh, people say comparing apples and oranges is like comparing yeah. and apples. And it's not and a film for everyone. No. I don't find, like, it's it's... I, it's that film that you have to sit down and like you can't sleep through it. You have to. You can, did. No, but only the first few bits. Yeah, you shouldn't it. sleep through it and you should <laughs> give it your full attention and 
<laughs> that sounds hilarious. You shouldn't sleep through it. Yeah. You should give it full attention. I slept through it. <laughs> I didn't, well, I didn't sleep through. It was just the first five minutes. Okay. And I knew that would happen. I even told you before, I said, I'm so going to sleep through this film. Which is why I was on the alert to turn around and see your face. You look very you should have thrown. You should have thrown popcorn. I, I sleep with my mouth open, don't I? I didn't notice that. When your head was turned, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you know it in your own consciousness. Your head was just turned away from the screen looking at the wall. Now, I was maybe still watching I, it. If with I had my... known your opinion in cinema, you're probably going, that's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I don't like this. Because I do like Savoy 6. I like all the Savoys and I'm going to make an effort to see all of them while they're still there. Kiss ours. I'm not kissing ours to IMC, believe me. I don't like them. They're the ones who own it, who are destroying it. I want to see it while it's still there. Hmm. Okay, and did you have any annoying characters from either film? If I had to pick one from the two, I would say from Jackie. And I'd say um, the uh, Mrs. Johnson. Oh, she was she pissed me off. Okay. I don't think she was in it much. No, but she pissed me off when she was. The Johnsons, really. Both of them. <laughs> oh, because she was just so... I mean, she had that face of the typical little woman of, you know, that is Older superficial. Yeah, and that was very happy for her husband to get the... Okay. You know, it just pissed me off, that kind of character. I just don't like it. Okay, accept that. Oh, sorry, am I the host? Because you were talking for most of it. Right. So, I think we could leave, <laughs> we could finish the podcast here. With sorry, the- that's me collapsing on the floor in horror. Carry on, Marini, you're hosting. Well, you were talking, so I thought we changed again. No, we never changed. You were hosting all along. Oh, was I? Because I, I was, was interrupted a lot. Oh, no, you weren't. Oh, yes, I oh, was. No, you weren't. Yes, I no, was. You weren't. Yes, I was. You weren't. <laughs> I never interrupt you, woman. I'm, I'm scared. Help me. <laughs> it's not live. No one can help you. Um, right, so we can finish off there. Next week, what are our films for next week? Did we even <laughs> are plan? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Am I going to We are going to have special guests next Absolutely. week, Sarah Two more and women, Laura. God. You can stay at home if you want. Can I? <laughs> Thank you now. Yes, we are going to have uh, Sarah and Laura from our class. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> next week we'll be interviewing, not interviewing, talking and discussing Split and uh, Train Spotting too, which we're very excited to discuss Absolutely. and to see how it's going to continue. Um, Are you I'm imitating a train there with that sweeping gesture? Yes. It's very convincing. Sorry, Great. I'm okay. Again. Thank you Did very much. Up? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do yet? it, Are Mick? You not over yet? Sorry. You're very good at this. I think you should host next week when we have Sarah and Laura in. I what will. Do you think? Oh. I think you <laughs> should stay at home so that I can actually do the hosting. <laughs> Okay, that's me told. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. He's he's been Mick Jordan. And (laughs) we'll see you again next week. Woohoo!